3: Today's episode of the 909 9 podcast is brought to you by OneSonic, who are the only Irish-designed audio tech brand around. OneSonic have just released their wireless noise-cancelling earbuds, the MXS HD1, and I've been using them on my morning runs. They're class, they're very comfortable, and they come with a compact wireless charging case, which will give you 20 hours listening time and anyone go, Not that my jogs are that long. If you do want to try out the OneSonic wireless noise-cancelling earbuds yourself, use the code NILER20 for 20% off at onesonic.com. And thanks to OneSonic. Hello and welcome to the Nine O Nine Nine podcast. It is Niall and Andrea here and in this week's episode we are going to be talking about music that got us through the month of October. Andrea, hi, how are you?
1: Hi Niall, good morning.
3: <laughs> good morning. Yes, this is
1: what w- one of those um, rare but very special Friday morning records.
3: Very special. Um, Why are we doing this then? <laughs> Who knows? Not because we had a problem on Wednesday and we had to do the whole thing again. Not that. Definitely not that. (laughs) No,
1: no, I don't want to talk about it. No, it's fine. Um, So how are you? How are you doing? (laughs) I'm good. Yeah, I'm feeling good. It's Friday, so there's new music being released. Uh, Some of that music we're going to be talking about. There's There's an an ABBA ABBA album out. There is a Radiohead reissue out. It's it's a good day. Um, Mostly the ABBA album, though. Um, I haven't listened to it yet. I mean it's nine. I have, I won't spoil it for you. I won't I heard okay. it yesterday, so yeah, okay. I won't spoil it for you. But I think I'm very i think excited. you'll enjoy
3: it in a in a very p- peculiar way. Um
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm expecting basically nothing because they owe me nothing. They've given exactly. me so much. That's the you know best I mean? way to look.
3: First album in forty yeah. years, you can just forget yeah. about it. And if they yeah. give you anything I think they've already given you something based off the the singles that they've had out. So I think...
1: Oh my God, Even yeah.
3: that is enough. Um Don't they, don't, don't shut, me, shut down. me down. What a tune. What they a tune. song.
1: <laughs> so, Unbelievable yeah, tune.
3: They've already won. They've already won this round. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to be talking about music that we love this month. Um, it's patreon.com forward slash 9 or 9 if you want to support us. And uh, Andrea, I feel like you're supporting... Those lovely uh, earphones. Oh yeah, I am <laughs> uh, one my, Sonic my one Sonics. Yeah, yeah, we both yeah, have. a Yeah, listeners
1: ink. will will have heard that we are being sponsored um, for the next little bit by One Sonic, who are very kind and sent us earphones, um, which are very good. I'm enjoying them. I went for yeah. run, two runs with them, three runs with them. I went um, for one so run far, with them.
3: but genuine, genuinely. I'm enjoying them Very good uh, com yeah. is where you can get those And there's a 20% discount As I said at the start So there you go Yeah you know, And they're that's... Irish as well Yeah Absolutely Which is good Okay let's talk about our big album of the month uh, This month It is from Self Esteem The album is called Prioritise Pleasure And here is the uh, title track uh, A bit of the title track Called Prioritise Pleasure
4: Anything has wrong me Anything that made me secondary So many of them clearly Like the idea of me in theory I shrunk, moved and changed And still you felt the same Somebody.
3: Right, that is self-esteem. The album is called Prioritize Pleasure. Andrea, what? Who is self-esteem, and why are we currently obsessed with her?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think everybody is um, reacting very viscerally to this album. It's 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 one of those albums that just everybody's very very excited about. I'm excited about. It, you're excited about it. It's been getting crazy, like. Five star reviews, 10 out of 10 reviews, pretty much across the board. Uh, Rebecca Lucy Taylor is self-esteem. She is from the UK. I can't remember the exact spot she's from, but she is. uh, Sounds like she's from the north somewhere. Yeah. Um, And she's a very candid, funny, wise Sheffield. There we go. Candid, funny and wise woman. Um, She is. Uh, a 34-year-old pop star who's breaking through which is i mean we've we've kind of talked about it before um rare and very very welcome um because i i i i think her age and the the age that she's at at the moment and the kind of changes that come with being in your 30s and in your mid 30s um that sort of wisdom um really permeates this record and it makes mm. it it makes it something really special and really makes it stand out from a lot of other music that we're kind of hearing, especially from female artists in pop who tend to be either in their 20s or the kind of legacy artists like Madonna and Kylie and, and so on doing doing comebacks. And yeah, I don't know. I, I I do think that there has been a bit of a voice in in the middle there missing when it comes to discussing like the the specific issues that affect women in their 30s um especially millennial women in their 30s so this album is very much concerned with um the pressures of whether or not to have a baby and get married um pressures of the idea that you have to i don't know work through um tra past traumas um and issues that you had while you were in your 20s in order to try try and thrive in your 30s mm. um and this is definitely an album about putting that work in and seeing the the benefits of getting to know yourself it does feel like a, a kind of a a therapy session in a club you know yeah um which is and it's you know occasionally very very beautiful on other occasions very angry and visceral other occasions just complete dance floor hits it's it's a it's a phenomenal album I think it's absolutely stunning when I reviewed it on Arena I gave it five stars um so I'm I'm very much with the with the zeitgeist on this one, um, I found it very, very affecting. Yeah, and I think you are the Absolutely. same.
3: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I was looking forward to this album all year Um, and I felt like with the singles in release in advance, Prioritize Pleasure, which you just heard, I do this all the time, uh, How Can I Help You and Moody. I was like, well, they're great songs. It will be tough to match those. I think on first listen, it does sound like there is a bit of undulation going on where you're like, oh, this doesn't obviously this isn't gonna be twelve versions of, of those songs, but mm. um what does what it does reveal is exactly that. Yeah, I an album with intention and that strides for, you know, meaning and um and also musically very much a, a mix of styles. There's there's tunes here that sound a bit like maybe something like the Sugar Babes might come up with, but also there's that those kind of songs, how can I help you, the thumping drums and uh, really great melodies here. There's really great melodies and very, mm. uh, great open, choruses. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I was thinking about this in, in terms of Rebecca Lucy Taylor. She was in a band called uh, slow club and just on the surface, like, honestly, I'm just, I'm, this is a surface level thing, but I just looked at the pictures of, of the band. And what I see is uh, somebody like playing a role or an artifice in, in the band where they're like, you know, we're the moody band and now mm. here's this artist who's seems to be representing herself fully, um, coming out and doing big, you know, f- uh, very brave like photo shoots and and uh, mm. cool like a personality is shining through where it wasn't before. And I think this is her true personality. And something I was reading recently is um, uh, Carrie Batan in The New Yorker about uh, the unexpected introspection of a little Nas X. And there was a quote in it that says, In today's pop ecosystem, music is often a vessel for stardom and charisma, not the other way around. And I was thinking about this in the context of self-esteem, if that is the case. And I don't think it is because I think there's substantial... She's a very funny, very frank uh, woman who is brilliant on socials but also and that's a big part of her appeal but the music really does stand up for me and that's the yeah. that's the big difference here these are quietly radical songs looking to say things that are 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 honest and uh true and representative at no point in this album do i feel like she's trying to um sugarcoat something or say something that isn't truly representative of who she is and i think that's why it's hitting so well because uh, it feels like it's coming from the heart. It feels like it's coming from the person who's written it, and uh there's nothing um obfuscating that intention and I think for that reason it's 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 one of my favorite albums of the year i think at yeah. this point i i definitely agree
1: that it's not um that it's it's so much more to do with her personality um i mean you you and I had the album. Before its release, so we we were listening to it without the without the idea of it, you know, being this five star album across the board. I didn't start following her on social media until um, after the on, on the day that the album was released. I started following Ooh, okay. her that day and sort of saw like, oh wow, okay, this she's she's kind of she she like not dissimilar to a kind of a mat who who we'll talk about later who is who is also somebody who is very funny very frank very themselves on 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 social media yeah but and that's and that is definitely part of the music i think it's 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 part of the overall package but it's not it's not doing the heavy lifting that uh something like in self-esteem's case like the, the the songwriting is doing and also her music videos uh, she she directed the, the both the music video for i do this all the time and for "Prioritized pleasure so she really has the reins and i mean you t- you're talking about the old the old band that she was in there and i, I was j- just as you were talking i was looking at the those those press mm-hmm. photos and yeah, yeah, yeah it does seem like she does seem like woman in her 20s in a band and she has spoken um, both outside of her music and within her music um about the sorts of comments that she used to get when she was in that band, and I do this all the time, you know yeah. you're a good you're a good tall girl, you're a sturdy girl you you're moving around too much, be more like mude It like she she's not afraid to take what what was said to her and the criticisms that that w- that were leveled at her for not being grateful for for that level of success you know there's another line um if you weren't doing this you'd be working in mcdonald's so um try, try to enjoy yourself i think or, or, or something like try that to cheer up, yeah. um, try to cheer up yeah and you know it, it's it, it's not as though we don't have women in pop or in alt pop or whatever kind of sphere she's working in who are also, you know, making these points. We have had a lot of women in the past number of years really lean into, um, feminism in their music. And that's fantastic. That's brilliant. And I, I, I'm just particularly enjoying the slant at which she's coming at it, for, uh, as a woman in her thirties with, uh, with a little bit of extra wisdom, I suppose, and extra experience as well, mm. you know, yeah. um, and she really does seem to be putting her money where her mouth is when it comes to actually advocating for feminist causes i mean the 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 last day you and i were talking about the album i wasn't sure who who it was that was actually speaking at the end of the first track who was saying that um when it, as a, a a voice that says when me and my friends are are walking at night i have my keys in my hand and if a strange man approaches us i start to bark like a dog cuz there's nothing that scares men more than a woman who is completely deranged um and i thought that was a, f- a friend of hers but it was a, who it was a, a a group that she was working um, it's with it's from a uh, workshop
3: yeah. um yeah a workshop about consent mm. um in the national theater that she believe,
1: did so work with that, yeah uh, so i mean she's really you know she's not this this feminism that's within her music and and, and i mean you know of the F- F- feminism is a very very broad term, and I don't really like calling music feminist music because I think all music should be feminist, you know. But it it the the way that she is, um, approaching it it is through this lens of pleasure activism, through this lens of empowerment, which is another word that kind of has has been sort of mm-hmm. co opted by um pop star starlets who. I just don't think are doing very empowering things, even though they might claim that they're doing empowering things. Um, there's just something about this that hits different man. And maybe it's because she's a white woman in her thirties and I'm a white woman in my thirties. And, and that's just vibing with me, but it does seem that she is intersectional, inclusive, funny, smart, great drummer, great vocalist, Mm. great lyricist. Um, Great spoken word artist, great singer, you know, it's it, she seems to have all of it. And she also have a sen- has a sense of humor around all of that as well and a sense of self-awareness. I, I don't see this woman getting, you know, you know, like I, I, I see her being relatable forever because she just seems like she has a good head on her shoulders hitting success at this age and in this way and with this amount of work behind her and with this amount of the industry behind her yeah. just seems like she's set up to actually be successful and also be healthy and it's so refreshing to not have to worry about a new pop star do you know what I mean?
3: Yeah absolutely <laughs> and I mean you know Slow Club the band formed in 2006 so that's a long long time to be around as well and so. that
1: the industry was a very different place back in 2006 yeah. you know yeah, I mean, and, it's still uh, shitty for women now, but, you know, it, it was... Yeah, I think it's it was, very aspirational as well.
3: Then. After you, like, once you get into the album, you're like, this is very aspirational. Like, following her story at the moment is also very aspirational, as well as the music being great. Because it is, like, exactly that. It's like, it's something we haven't seen for a long time. And, yeah, the songs really stand up. I have to say, I don't think there's a bad song on it, really. um, Like, yeah, looking at the t- 13 songs in this, I'm like... This is a great album. This is really good. It's it pop. is a great It's a great, album. great pop album. It's a great, like, indie album. It feels like a bit of both. And that's what I like about yeah. it as well. It kind of has this its own thing going on. So, yeah. And obviously yeah, the choral a, vocals ver- are very present. And mm. and, and that's a, like a, a tapestry that's used throughout. And it really gives the album kind of a thematic um, thread throughout it as well. Mm. Without, without overdoing it, I think. Um, mm. Because the songs are... But she's very... She's very direct in the songs as well, very direct in the songwriting. And I think that's great because I was thinking about this, like, when I was listening to it, actually on my run. And I was kind of going,
1: God, it's so It's weird. a great running album, isn't it? Yeah. Like-
3: it's so strange to have, I mean, so many artists make so many albums and there's so many albums out today, for example. And you're just like, but how many approach them with the intent that uh, Rebecca Lucy Taylor seems to approach them here, this here? You know what I mean? It's just like, it has that. It's like she knew what she was going to come up with, or she was aiming towards a particular uh, thing, and she has made it as opposed yeah. to going, Well, I'm just, this is a collection of songs, you know, it just feels like a bit more tie- more tied together than that. So, um, yeah,
1: yeah, she's completely clear eyed in, in her view of what she wants to say and how she wants to say it. And yeah. it, it comes across so brilliantly. Like it's, it's, and it's, you know, it's 13 songs, which is a little bit longer than, you know, you, you and I tend to, what we, we would kind of fall into the kind of 10 11 song camp for like that's 45 minutes though, so so I forgive it i think that's okay yeah yeah but it's um it's a stunning record and i mean y- you know i do this all the time potential song of the year prioritized pleasure probably pop song of the year like there's there's big big songs on this do you know yeah. um uh and i and it just it's so listenable do you know like it's i put it on all the time (laughs) i'm listening to it all the time i've barely listened to anything else since this came out since 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 i got it you know a a week before it was released i've just had it on repeat Hmm. um and i think it's going to be i think it'll be very high up at the end of the year certainly on my list but i think on on most lists uh, in the uk and ireland certainly yeah
3: Okay, let's play a bit of I Do This All the Time from Self Esteem. The
1: days that
4: you get to have are big. Be wary of the favors that they do for you. working in mcdonald's to try and cheer up i'm not sure you're moving around too much you need to stand still be more like marie stop showing off you're a good girl you're a good tall girl you're a good sturdy girl you how the best night of your life was the absolute worst of mine
3: Look up, lean back, lean okay that was self-esteem prioritized pleasures the album please do check it out if you have not yet and our next artist is uh, andrea's choice
1: Yep, yeah, next up is CMAT uh, with No More Virgos. It sounds like.
0: Drink that you bought for me And I'm losing steam Oh no My mental health is banking on my chastity And you bad for me Although I only make
1: So, at long last, C has announced her debut album. If my wife knew, I'd be dead. Uh, new, spelled N E W. I saw some guy, obviously, um, <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> obviously, uh, I think responding to one of her tweets announcing it anyway. Who was like, "Is is the misspelling of new intentional?" I was like, "What do you think, mate? Like, what, what do you think? Do you think that got passed?" the 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 amount of people that had had to get past before you came along and spotted a spelling error, good lord. Anyway, did she if respond? My wife to... knew.
3: No, she didn't.
1: <laughs> Nobody That's responded.
3: Stuff. Well, she's the kind of person that I expected. <laughs> no. I wouldn't be surprised if she did respond. Yeah, yeah. She'd have something no. to say.
1: That's very true. Um, yeah. So that is going to be out on February twenty fifth uh, next year. I'm very very excited um, for it. Uh for the album No More Burgers will be on it, alongside uh previous singles, uh Cowboy, Too Wreck to Care, and I Don't Really Care for You. And her first two singles, Rodney and Another Day KFC, are absent from the album's tracklist. Um, but if you picked up her first EP, you will have those on physical copies. Um nice. yeah. and Keep I think special. that that's yeah, I think so, you know, because they were, I think those two, so KFC and Rodney kind of represent a certain time in CMAT history and CMAT history has only really been going, you know. Yeah, like January 2020,
3: when was it come out? When not first that thing? long. Like end of um, 2019
1: even? Yeah, I think 2019 and then cow, c- c- Cowboy was uh, around the end of 2019, a- I think.
3: April 2020, was that, mm. that was when, uh Wow oh yeah it was
1: during lockdown yeah because I remember learning the dance moves in my in my front room during kind of early 2.5k lockdown um yeah god mad times but anyway yeah so those two songs are absent I think that's probably a good decision to kind of keep that stage I because I I I do think cowboy was a bit of a shift in the in the songs that she was releasing um Big they tune. Got that was a a, I would
3: say that was her proper breakthrough tune in terms of it was really Definitely. interesting to watch the uh, people who'd never heard it. was like, Who's this C You know yeah. girl. It was like, Yeah, she's amazing. And then it was everywhere. Yeah. And it was like and I was really interesting watching it um permeate in different friend groups as well. I was like, Oh look, people are totally to C Matt.
1: You yeah, know? I was I was getting um WhatsApp messages from people saying like do you know this girl Seema? And I'm like, do I know this girl C-Man? Yes, I do. And they, you know, they send me cowboy and, and yeah, I'm, I remember even at the time she was posting on her social media, um, there was like some cow, like literal actual cowboys in America doing dance, doing a dance to like, to the song on TikTok. And it just, it did, it, it went crazy. And it, it's such a beautiful song um that that it didn't get the nomination for, Song of the Year, The Choice, is an absolute travesty. But I, I can absolutely imagine that um, her, her album will be in, in with a shot for next year. Um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, No More Virgos is the single that she's released this week. She's done it again. Very clever song about why we make the same mistakes over and over again in relationship. Uh, she says it marries her love of 1980s Italo Disco and her hatred of Virgos. Uh, you know she's I only feel Um yeah, and you know how I feel about Virgos. So it's all (laughs) it's all coming together. Um and yeah, I think like Cowboy, this is a song with you know, it has a great chorus, very witty one-liners in it, but it does have that kind of underlying tone of seriousness and of sadness and of of trauma. And I think that she she marries those two ideas very, very well. Um, not dissimilar to self-esteem, I I I guess in a way, you know, kind of taking T- what's that awful quote that people say taking your broken heart and turning it into art oh, um no <laughs> that's, that's something you'd see on a pillow but yeah you know taking drama and 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 deciding that humor is going to be the way that you process it um which i think is um healthy maybe it certainly makes for good music well, it, um yeah. as long as so, you're processing
3: it uh, in a healthy way as well
1: At the same yeah time, exactly then it's fine yeah Everyone gets therapy, um, but yeah, I I love this song. I really, really, especially love the chorus. Um, it didn't. I mean, I heard it for the first time, only heard it once, and then you know had had a few hours where I wasn't listening to it, and the chorus was just going around and around and around in my head um, all all day that day. It's it's really really strong. Yeah, the chorus um, and is good the- music video too.
3: Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Great music video shot in the Conservative Club in mm-hmm. Dublin um, by Eilish uh, Daherty. And uh, yeah, really like that, of course. The, yeah, but the chorus is, is so good.
1: It's so, cool. it's so good. It's so, so good. And so she's I'm going to see CMAS
3: tonight um, in Whelan's. Oh, Wieland. tonight. Amazing. Yeah. So oh, uh, God. doing a solo show. So, Enjoy. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: Um Lovely. Very
3: much, very much looking forward to it. Uh, so, uh,
1: Give her uh, a wave from me.
3: I will, I will. I'm sure there'll be a bit of line dancing and uh, whatever yeah. else happening. Uh, great stuff um that is seen and, and i think you know what we were saying before about you know slow club i see a comparison there slightly in terms of like a, an artist who came out of her shell when she went solo and mm. started fully representing herself because she was in the band bad sea um, very true very much the character is and the songwriting prowess is at the fore now as opposed to being maybe pegged back a bit um perhaps mm. so that's another interesting um way of looking Link. at it yeah, yeah so there you go those right. two should start a podcast I think <laughs> oh god I... they should at least can meet <laughs> we, can we get them self-esteem is playing here next Tuesday I know like yeah just get Matt uh, in, in a room with are you self-esteem. going to self-esteem I am yes I cannot yeah. wait yes yeah.
1: I have a ticket I will decide on the day
3: yeah yeah we'll talk about that later maybe <laughs> yeah <laughs> about gigs and stuff um, yeah yeah Okay, well, my next track is from an artist called Caleb Conley, and uh, this is a song from... He's a London-based Irish-Nigerian artist, Um, and this is a song called Could Be Good.
2: That was Caleb Conley.
3: The song is called Could Be Good. As I said, he was a London-based Irish artist, Nigerian artist. Uh, and last October, he released an EP called Rose Hurts that explored archetypes of love and black masculinity and had some uh, short film kind of stuff with it as well. Six tracks, all recorded in lockdown. And the musicians who made the album with him or the EP with him had never met before. And so they were created remotely across Ireland, UK. Uh, it says USA, Colombia and Nigeria. So... Really interesting. I think this guy um is that art- artist that's currently flying under the radar for me. Really good music video to the song as well. And uh, I think there's a lot more to come from him. I think there's something here that's a bit special. It's got that lovely soul that um the likes of Moses Sumney have for me. And... I want more people to hear this, and that's why I'm including it here, because, you know, music gets lost, and there's so much, I listen to so much music, and looking at today, the release stuff that comes out, you know, you can easily miss things. This guy is great, um, and I implore you to keep an eye out for him. His, his name is Caleb Conley, K U N L E, so Caleb as well. So yeah, do check them out, uh, him out. He's absolutely brilliant, and uh, I look forward to seeing him live maybe at some point. That would be a nice thing to do because I can say Wouldn't. that again now.
1: Yay! So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Andrea, speaking of seeing you're, people live, yeah. Um, next up for me is a new song from Spiritualized, uh, who have also released an album that is also going to be uh, out on the 25th of February so I look forward to Spiritualized and see Matt battling it out for the number one spot in the Irish charts that week um, I'm very chuffed about that, um, yeah so this is um, the song is always together with you and it sounds like... that's always together with you from Spiritualized, uh, whose album uh, Everything Was Beautiful is going to come out on the 25th of February 2022. Um, And it is the band's ninth album uh, and it's a follow-up to 2018's And Nothing Hurt. um, And fans of Kurt Vonnegut, um, who is my favourite author, um, will notice that uh, both of those album titles together make a reference to a quote in Slaughterhouse 5 which was which is everything is beautiful and nothing hurt. Um and I think this is a really beautiful song. I think it's a really it's a very spiritualized song. Um and fans fans of the band will definitely recognize this um as a 2014 uh f- from a 2014 demo which was called always forgetting with you um in brackets the bridge song. And I think that this now he, he, hearing it now and hearing the demo, I think it's it, it, it's a really beautiful kind of typically spiritualized kind of very techn- studio technical or like there's the distant voice at the beginning of the song that harks back to. Ladies and gentlemen, we're floating in space, which is um, the band's kind of undisputed masterpiece. Um, and from there, there's just these beautiful vocals with with these really sweet lyrics. You know, it's it's a very straight down the line love song and there's those soft fuzzy guitars there's some tinkling xylophones and the beeps and boops that come along with with a with the spiritualized record and yeah i think it's really beautiful i think it's really mesmerizing and contemplative and um a very very sweet song you know like the lyrics are almost saccharine but you know this this band gets away with that um and they have also announced a tour and will be playing the Olympia Theatre in May 2022. So that's very exciting too.
3: Yeah, so I was a fan of Spiritualised, uh, the first four albums, I guess. I heard, I think Laser Guided Melodies was the first one I heard. My friend had it. Um, My friend Mike had it. And uh, then I heard Pure Phase and I was really impressed by it. And then um, I think at the time I was about 15 and... Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, We Were Floating in Space came out and for a 15 year old, that's quite a challenging record in terms of like, it's quite big in scope. It, it had the live, actually, I think it was a live at the Albert Hall Um, album I heard after, which came out afterwards. Um, And I kind of got like, what is this band? Who are this band? I remember going seeing see the McGalway in the Black Box uh, probably when i was like 18 maybe 17 18 i'm not sure well, it must have been maybe older than that it must have been older um and then let it come down that came afterwards so i was a big fan of that i know uh yeah so they've obviously been re-releasing a lot of their albums in, in deluxe packages do you know if the uh ladies and gentlemen in floating space package is the uh harks back to the one that they released in the at the time
1: I don't, I don't know if, uh, it is that, uh, oh God, explaining what it, 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 um, when you pop pills out of their plastic packaging, (laughs) alliteration there, (laughs) accidental. Um, yeah, it's, it's like that, except the pills are CDs. Um, and I have it in the other room. It is my partner's, uh, edition of it. I'm barely allowed to look at it, let alone touch it. Um. But it oh, it's absolutely beautiful. It's stunning. Um, But I am thinking, I think they're up to, in terms of the re-releases of the albums, they're up to Ladies and Gentlemen now, as in I think that's been released now. So I do want to buy it. So that I have a copy, a physical copy of that album that I can actually listen to and look at, um, in the house, which would be nice. Uh, but yeah, no, that that edition is is beautiful. I think it goes for a few bomb online now. Oh, um, of course. Say, I I can, can't believe. I'd say there's
3: not that many of them, surely.
1: No, no. I I remember when uh, I was first presented with it as a objet d'art. Um, it w- I think he had mentioned that the it was a very very limited run sort of mm, thing, so yeah. yeah, it's a cool thing to have. Um, yeah, it's it's in there with that that Krautrock book that also goes for like hundreds of quid on online. Oh, so, oh <laughs> yeah, they're good to they're know. the two bits. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm, Prize possession. Do, do my best to get them in the divorce anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it is beautiful, and I'm really really excited for this spiritualized record. I really liked the 2018 one. I think like I, I don't know how how much it was heard by people who aren't just like very big spiritualized fans. But I really, really liked it. I thought it was beautiful. I think I remember you and I did um, our end of year that year, or maybe it was one that I wrote for the site. Um, And I remember it being quite high on my uh, right. on my albums. So, yeah. Lovely. Um, Yeah, lovely band.
3: Very good. Great. Well, that's spiritualized. Um I'm going to stick with some new Irish uh, buzz and the act that I picked is a duo from Dundalk called Negro Impacto. They are Strange Love and Chi Chi. They had a debut five track EP released this year and uh, just a few months ago, very much in the beginning stakes. But I really like what they're doing and uh, I really like their vibe. They, played, they started playing gigs now the gigs are back. And um, they're playing uh, this week Friday actually. I think in the Soundhouse. I don't think I could make that one, but I'm really interested to see what they're like. Um, And this is a song called Mini Excursion.
4: Yeah, cool. that's just
3: All a nice right. track I I thought would be worth recommending. A uh, new band that I'm just uh, yeah, really impressed by at the moment. So, um what is your next choice,
1: Andrea? Uh my next choice is another um studio recording release of a um demo uh from quite a big band. It is Radiohead with Follow Me Around. And it
0: sounds Coming down the fast lane. Coming.
1: Yeah, so this is from the um the upcoming um release of kid a slash amnesiac um kid amnesia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking banned, I swear to god. <laughs> they make everything so fucking complicated. Um and included um with the the re-release um will be a collection of uh, B-sides and rarities, which uh, I think, you know, like listening to being a Radiohead fan is as much to do with kind of um, digging into those B sides and those rare tracks and listening to. Fuzzy, it's the tracks that aren't released you know, as well
3: as the tracks that are released, like jazz.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally it is yeah the, it's all about the the songs they don't play um and and this is one that um i've definitely heard before i think i have it on like playlists or i have it somewhere in um, your Winamp folder or something. collection of like my Winamp folder <laughs> yeah i got it from soul Seek back in the day or something and um, still going and it's lovely. It's it's really is it? Yeah. Um. The, yeah. It's it's really great to to hear. Um. You know. It's. It was like when um when they did the reissue of um okay computer okay not okay, um, and we got to hear the studio version of Man of War, and it was just like. Uh, just the world opened you know like i i really love that song Um, this not you know not quite as uh big for me but i i i, I do think this is this is a great um this is a great track it has a really um kind of horrible music video I have you watched it uh,
3: i i caught a bit of it yeah the one with uh guy pierce
1: yeah it's it's absolutely like horrific to watch it's um but it's amazing you know it's all like um at least the effect of being done in one take and the cameras kind of moving it, yeah. in, it, into spaces that you don't really feel like it should fit and very anxious and, um, yeah, a, a difficult watch, but also, you know, brilliant again with, with, uh, to, to compare it to man of war, um, which also has a stunning music video. It's another one of those videos where you spend time watching it and wondering how they did it. Um, Which I think Radiohead are really, really, they've always made excellent music videos. I think Man of War is one of their best ones. And this is one that, you know, it's, I appreciate it, but I don't think I'll ever want to like watch it again. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, not much else to say about this. You know, it's, um, I think we will probably talk about this reissue when it does come out, um, because there's going to be a lot of unreleased music on it. Um, so, but it it's great, you know, and I love this. Um, I love this period for them. I think they, um, I think Tom York was engaging with really interesting, um, experimental songwriting during this time. So I'm interested to hear what else kind of came out of, came out of those sessions. Um, I I saw, I've seen some people on Twitter um uh who like work in music publishing and record shops and stuff kind of you know d- posting pictures of it having just arrived and things so um I will probably go out on Friday and buy it uh, and it looks great it looks like a good a good sturdy a good tall sturdy record <laughs> um so yeah now I'm I'm really really excited for this and this is a nice um a nice little teaser but um, excited
3: to hear that. Okay, well my next act is a teaser of a different nature. It is an act called Real Lies, who I've been following for quite a long time. Um, they are playing Gig in the Work months on December 4th and they have an album out soon and I don't think it's coming out to 2022, but I wanted to pick a song that I'd be listening to theirs called Boss Trick um, and here is a bit of Boss Trick.
5: Watching suns around, watching Navi's Mourn, the 315 from Puncher's Town. A cloud of memory surrounds two wanderers from Woodbury Down. I felt like I was part of something. Love you and for that, I'll say this I've never been a part of something.
2: Love
5: you so bliss to reminisce. King says that. The
3: I realise they had a song out in 2015 called North Circular. I think I heard that from a Jamie XX mix originally and I was just so taken with it and I still am. It's one of those songs that like if I'm DJing somewhere and something is feeling really good and I feel like, you know, there's a moment for a a mellow vibe or a a vibe that's a bit of a, because it's not mellow, it's just, it's quite uh, melancholic, but it's also very anthemic and it also, Mm. I don't know what it is about this band, like Boss Trick as well has that has a reference to the 315 at Punchestown. Maybe they just like uh, certain things because the Irish yeah. Times are mentioned, is mentioned in the North Circle. I'm not sure there's an Irish connection. Um, but they are Kevin Caras and Patrick King. There used to be a guy called Watson uh, in the band as well. He's not, no longer in it. What I love about Real Lives is that they kind of have that kind of baggy Manchester, Happy Mondays vibe, but and also like classic 90s indie buzz, but not really anything... It's kind of like the the modern version of that. It kind of reminds me of the Pet Shop Boys, reminds me of the Streets, it reminds me of like New Order and even mm. it uh,
1: reminds me of the, you know, that that club remix of for Those I Love. Um I have a love with the yeah. it kind of kind of has this like, you know, nice beat under it, but then it has the melancholy of the of the vocal delivery as well. Not quite to the same extent, obviously, but it, it, when I, when I heard this verse, it reminded me of that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think they're just a great band and uh, there's a lovely, um, the album is called Ladash and that'll be out next year. Um, Sergum did a, a, a big uh, feature on them a while ago. Like a, like a band have been around for a good while. I've actually seen them live once in At The Great Escape a number of years ago. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what it's like now. I think they've definitely gone more Clubby and anthemic, and uh, but still keeping that light like, lyricism there. So, I'm really looking forward to hearing Ladash, and I'm looking forward to seeing them. They're playing the Workmans on December fourth. So, I think that'll be a great one. Uh, that's the same night as a uh, Lumo Christmas party. So, that's going to be a great night as long as we're still able to do gigs by then. <laughs> okay, Denise. Fingers
1: crossed. <laughs> yeah, Denise, <laughs> Denise is next. <laughs> Cut the shit. Let's get to Denise. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Energy, Nile. Love that energy. 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 Uh, this is Denise Chyla with Energy. energy. unmistakable timbre of Denise Tyler there or is it because there's something a little bit different about this um about this song which is that it has sung vocals in it um from Denise from start to finish um yeah which is new for us I think um and I think it sounds really really great it's uh this is the second track uh from the upcoming EP It's a Mixtape um (laughs) (laughs) hold um, on last time it
3: wasn't a mixtape this time it is i know (laughs) i know
1: i yeah that that it that does make me laugh a lot um and it just kind of points to denise being this artist who is like just consistently uh resistant of being boxed into anything um when it comes to this this industry of ours but yeah energy um produced by murley um and also it, it's also a, a duet song with with murley and it's really great to hear these two artists together um uh denise says about the song i wrote the song when i was tired and grieving somehow the experience of creating it became a massive learning curve singing you can't take my energy while m- mentally and emotionally drained um Uh, living through incredible uncertainty and trying to find stable ground from moment to moment became a challenge I didn't intend to set myself but it's one I'm glad I did. Uh, Denise goes on to say about the the beat and the time signature um, which for me was the the first thing I really noticed about this track um, was that it has this interesting I think uh, 7-8 sort of time signature. Um, Denise says the song began as a beat with a time signature that I just couldn't understand how to write to one which I allowed to linger in my drafts for months because I was too nervous to attempt writing to it and potentially ruin a very beautiful song. Every step of the process has been measured, unhurried, full of conversation and gentle risk-taking. Stepping outside of my comfort zone like this made me gag as much as it made me smile. Um, And yeah, I I think this song, it it, kind of gets across that kind of duality of, um, of like standing firm in your ground and holding space of like, and understanding who you are and that you're on the right path because you know it it it, it's a very pleasant song to listen to um but that repetitive refrain you can't take my energy alongside that almost unstable kind of beat uh, I I I think that's speaking uh, that's really speaking volumes to to the message that um that Denise has in this song um and I think it's great Yeah, yeah I really like it
3: yeah, nice to hear something different as well and, and uh, as a tease for the mixtape as well. So I think that'd be really interesting to see what happens.
1: Yeah. Do you have a date for the mixtape?
3: I think it's next year, isn't it?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I think so.
3: I think it it's is. It's a while away. Yeah, I think it is. It's yeah. kind of like first first uh, yeah. tease of the project, I think. Is, yeah. Um... It's hard to believe we Sorry. still don't no. have let Sorry. The... Re- let me rephrase that. Sorry. I, I was sneezing. Um, I was <laughs> trying to answer the question it's friday 26th of november is when the mixtape comes out so
1: oh that's soon
3: (laughs) that is soon yeah yeah i
1: thought it was this side of christmas anyway um no oh six yeah oh six
3: one is gonna be on it as well so that's this is the second yeah so so. this is
1: the second track yeah i think it's gonna be a five track ep so i'm really excited it's, (laughs) it's very difficult to believe in this world um that we live in that we still haven't had a Official Denise Chyla album, and nor do we have an announcement for one. So I do like this. I like this kind of mixtapes all day, fine by me. Mixtapes all day, just like, yeah, totally circumventing expectations of uh, what artists should be doing when they're releasing music. I love it. Okay.
3: Great. So on the Patreon this week, um, I'm putting out a little uh, playlist of what would, uh, I, ha- I started thinking to myself last week um, when I was going back to DJ and I was like, what would a modern indie disco feel like? Um, and I was trying to like change the it would
1: feel good
3: perception, yes, to we're trying to change the perception <laughs> right of like, what, okay, what songs would you play? What kind of music would you play? Would you play? Obviously, you can play like stuff like Blur if you want, or like you know. Anyway, I was just having think about tunes that you could play at an in modern indie disco club and what that would be sound, what that would sound like. And um, one of the songs I heard very recently, which I missed on, on when it first came out, is from Fred again, uh, featuring Baxter Jewelry and the song is called uh, These Are My friends it came out in August, so Fred again. Um, well, let me play a bit of the song first,
5: and then uh, we'll come back.
3: Awkward.
5: Oh, Let's dance again, shall we? On your sweaty forehead.
3: So, Fred again, uh, with Back to Jury, that song was called These Are My Friends, um, that obviously would go well with, uh, or sounds very like uh, We Come Heroes by the Streets as well, in terms of its uh, piano uh, vibe there. And Fred again, uh, I never really got into the album last year, It was uh, the debut was called Actual Life, and was made between April 14th and December 17th, 2020, um, and I just, yeah, it was fine, it was fine. I'd like... There was interesting things on it. I like the idea of it. It's basically like almost collage, and sampled from things, sampled from YouTube and voice notes, and uh, big famous tracks like like Derby Kennedy was in there. Um, but I didn't. A lot of it didn't really work for me. I like. I really wanted to like it, but I didn't really feel much about it. Now Fred is coming up to releasing a second album, and uh, the first. Track. This is the second track from it. First track, uh, samples of Billy Ray Martin's song "Your Loving Arms" from nineteen ninety four, um, and I'm interested to see what's going to happen because I really like. I think Baxter Jury obviously does this. He has that like deep sonorous voice that works really well for spoken word stuff. But I like the idea. There was a few of those songs last year, especially from uh, or earlier this year from UK artists who were trying to maybe capture the zeitgeist of, of reopening in the world again. And there was another song called um, Just For the Times by a band called Everyone You Know. And I do like that song, but sometimes they're a bit on the nose uh, in terms of like, oh, where have we reopened? You know, like the world is reopened. We're back having a party again and there was the Fred Again song that he had uh, with uh, the Blessed Madonna called We've Lost Dancing Maria uh, which is uh, Maria Stamper is her name um, it just it felt a bit too on the nose for me and I think this is more like it it's kind of like it has that nice vibe Baxter Jury just being a bit funny and weird and it kind of reminds me of something like that could be from train spotting or something like that. That's kind of what it feels like to me. Um so I really like this. Um so Fred Fred's real name is Fred Gibson and um so he actually gained notoriety. He joined an a cappella group at Brian Eno's studio in London and uh Eno noticed that he was quite good at using Logic Pro And then uh, basically mentored him from there on. And uh, so I think we're only getting back into the idea that like gigs are back and and the same with Fred again as well. He's done a lot of kind of uh, pandemic streams and stuff like that. So there are some live shows on the way. So I think with a second album coming, I think it could be very interesting to see what happens with Fred again. That is Baxter Jury with him called These Are My Friends is the track. I believe we have an album to discuss, uh, two albums to discuss before we finish
1: Yes, we do have an album to discuss. Um my choice for um my second album choice uh, for the month of October is The Sum of the In Between by Maria Kelly, uh, which I think is a really beautiful understated uh album uh that kind of very like gently released into the world, but the people who who it has found its way to um kind of hold it in a very special place. And I'm one of those. Um so this is what it sounds like. Uh this is Martha.
0: It might be the end of the world, but, like, it's fine. I gotta go from Martha Everything has changed now I tell the time will heal it But time has made it worse somehow It's really got me thinking That I was bad
1: Martha um which is I think uh, was a single from the record yeah the um, first
3: track I think yeah
1: yeah um yeah, I I was a little bit late actually listening to Maria Kelly's album, and it was somebody had mentioned it online, and I was like, yes, that was on my list. Uh, so I popped it on, went out for a walk with it, which I I highly recommend as uh, being the way to discover this album. It's a beautiful album to listen to while you're walking around in the autumn, um, which as as we know are is the best music <laughs> and the best way, the best music, music, the best time to do. So. It's just it's just the best, um, and. Yeah, I immediately actually got home and um, started working on a piece for my um, newsletter, if you will allow me the plug. um, Please do. um, Andrea-Cleary.ghost.io. You've done it. You've done it. Is that right? I think so. I don't think I've ever (laughs) successfully done that. Oh, wow. That's stunning. Andrea-Cleary.ghost.io. Boom. Nailed it. Um yeah so I started working on a piece about um voice notes um in albums um uh, because I think you know there is a kind of a um it's becoming increasingly popular to kind of have these voice notes you know people speaking to each other leaving each other little messages Yeah there's
3: some in self esteem there's some in the Fred again stuff as well
1: Yeah absolutely yeah um and yeah Nilo's record from last year as well I was uh, talking a bit about that in, in in the piece as well but I just think Maria Kelly does something so interesting with it um she really makes the the notes kind of hold down a story throughout the record um and they're not just not like sometimes with the notes uh it'll be people talking talking about their record or talking about something kind of outside of it but what she does, I think, is uh, is to she selects them in ways where it kind of feels like these are notes that like I could have sent in the past year. Like mm. there's a few, there's there's one at the beginning or at, at the end of at the, both the beginning and the end of that song, Martha, um, of a friend saying like, "Oh, it might be um, actually." Let me just get the actual quote um, so that I have this correct um it's like
3: it might be apologies. the end of the world but like it's fine
1: yeah yeah that's it yeah it's it's like it might be the end of the world but like it's fine um which you know it's <laughs> and there's a little laugh that 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 accompanies that and then at the end you know the same voice returns um in, in the same message saying well just to say you know don't panic but you can tell by the sound of my voice that that i'm panicking. um there's there's another one later on where a man says there's only a certain amount of things you can control one of them being how you feel you're literally stressing yourself out for nothing. um and then later again there's another one that that goes just something just something so simple as like so sorry i haven't gotten back to you i've been thinking about what you what you sent to me and here's what i think and i think it 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 really kind of um it feels like the songs are are the are the things that are happening in between these conversations, like when, when Maria is going away and considering what is happening within these conversations, these are the bits that she's working out. And then we get to hear the other side of the conversation through the voice notes. I think that's, that's such an interesting way to frame a record. You know, mm. it sounds like a conversation between two it people. It does sound like based um, off the
3: title, it does kind of maybe suggest that there is elements of that, that the, the Maria has thought of. Some
1: of the in between. Uh, uh, absolutely. Um, it I I think it is an album that is about in between times you know we talk about kind of liminality um in in in, you know topics but you know in in a lot of different ways it, it is about that it's about being at a stage in your life when things are feeling a little bit in between um I think it's also about um the pandemic and feeling like that that feeling of of be, being alive in your body and walking around and, mm-hmm. and still being a human but being denied so much of um what it is that makes us humans you know kind of dancing and contact and friendship and kind of having to have these conversations um over over our our phones um in 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 these messages in in, in these ways but also how how that kind of format facilitates um more so than a phone call yeah. um kind of more um consideration in the in the um in the conversation. So yeah, I think I think it's a, uh, and you know that's all all of that's not not to mention how beautiful the 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 record actually sounds, you know, her her voice is very um it's sweet without being, you know, annoying. <laughs> like it's it's definitely it's definitely like on the sweeter side of um of this style of, you know, very trying not to say like singer songwriter you know be- bedroom mm. folk pop kind of thing but um but the lyrics are really really strong it sounds very beautiful very atmospheric like the the opening track is is this sort of it, it it's like somebody whispering um like in t- it sounds like they are they're not making any sense but you can just pick out these little snippets of words it's a very anxious kind of thing to to listen to um and then it's you know there is there's there's this balance throughout the record uh, between um, anxiety and um, feeling kind of at odds with yourself mm. and also moments where the where things just kind of sound like they're going to be okay and I think that that side of things comes through a lot in in the production as well so yeah I, th- I think it's a it's a very interesting record there's um it's definitely more than the sum of its parts there's a lot more than meets the eye uh on this album and i think the more you listen to it the more you'll find to to think about it you know and to to kind of go off on your own tangents and and have a have a little think about the topics uh because i i certainly did yeah great
3: well that's a it sounds like a ringing endorsement for the album and mm. uh one i have to give another listen to for sure i haven't been great mm. with albums recently to be honest i just yeah well,
1: just get know. to your nearest leafy area and have a little walk around yeah yeah. And listen to it. It's it's, lovely. it's a nice way to do it. Well, I do
3: have another Irish album to recommend. And uh, like Maria. she Yeah, this is, is our last one. Yeah. She is from Mayo. Um, A Mayo artist. It is uh, Elaine May. And the album is called uh, Home. Obviously, Elaine is a long time 909 uh, 9, uh, featured artist. Uh, I believe I looked back there to check. 2011 was the first time. That I featured Elaine May on the website. So that's 10 years ago. So wow. the album came out very recently. Um, it's a great 10 track album. As Elaine says herself, all the tracks on Home relate to the theme of belonging. For me, the experience of feeling like you belong somewhere or someone, or with someone that can happen in so many different ways. You might feel it in your favourite club or in the company of friends. And every track tells a story about experiencing that feeling. I'm really proud of this work and collaborating with so many brilliant Irish female artists has been an absolute pleasure. And she does indeed do that because there are vocals here from Sinead White the likes of Loa, uh, Alva Reddy, and May K. But on the podcast, I actually just wanted to play one of the tracks that doesn't feature um, a vocalist because, you know, it is Elaine's album and it is her music and production. And I think the track Mother, named after the uh, Queer Disco and Electro Club that happens at Lost Lane every week, is one of those tracks. And I think it was worth highlighting as well, just, you know, the craft of Elaine May herself. So this is a song called Mother. Okay, that was Elaine May, Songs Come Mother from the album Home, um, and uh, I think Elaine released this at the right time as things started to reopen in terms of gigs and stuff like that, so Elaine got to play a one of the reopening weekends there last week, I believe, in the Workman's Cellar, um, so that was the 29th, I think, um, so great to see that happening as well and just, you know, I mean, it's been so long, we've been waiting for so long in terms of uh, events and gigs and clubs and stuff like that. So um, I have certainly um, had lovely times in the last couple of weeks. And I think it's worth talking about actually to maybe to like say, way into our any other business section because you like it's been a long time since i've had gigs to recommend or like experiences to, to talk about and i think we had a lovely chat on the patreon.com uh, for slash nine, nine discord um uh, last week just with, with people in there talking about you know we are we're all at different levels of apprehension in terms of um what it's like to be out in the world, whether you're ready. I you know, Andrea, you've talked eloquently about how you're not quite ready to be like at gigs yet and stuff like that. So, mm. you know, it's a, it's a very much like everybody's individual choice at the moment. But I do think, just from my perspective, I just wanted to talk about this, about this briefly after being out for two weeks now. Um, well, and just feeling what it's like. And I think, there's a couple of things that struck me. First of all, is the, the normality of being at gigs. I went to see Silverbacks uh, on the 22nd of October. Um, I was out the following night for the Laboom Boom gig. Um, a following night again for uh, on the 24th, we went for a dance in Tengu as well. So um, just a really nice thing. Also put on a gig in the Workman's Cellar with the Ex Collective and uh strange boy so it was just really lovely that was the first weekend back and then last weekend i was doing a lot of djing and dj in lost lane on friday saw so a bit of house plants as well um and and then we had luma on saturday night as well so just really nice and then thursday of course i had it. we had a gig in luckies with moving still um jimbo jones and sorka mcgrath so it was just like there was loads of hap- things happening what was interesting we i got close contacted after the first week um uh and so I kind of was like, "Uh uh-oh, here we go. Um, But in the end, I did an ancient test on the Tuesday, on the Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, Tuesday evening, I think it was, and then went and did a PCR in City West on the Wednesday and got the results back on Thursday saying, all clear. I think, you know, and I've talked to people, I've talked to promoters, I've talked to people who are out in the world, and we're all a bit like, "Mm, we kind of have to make decisions about where we're going to be. And where are we going to go? I was going to go to a couple of film screenings in the lighthouse last week. I decided not to because I had to prioritize my work stuff. And it's I think it's just an interesting thing to uh, think about for somebody who works in events or DJs or, you know, goes to gigs professionally almost is like you now have to think about everything that you do socially in terms of, well, what's that priority? Who should I meet? How can I meet people? Um, you know, and I know other friends of mine are thinking about like prioritizing. Uh, When they're prioritizing seeing their parents or somebody like that or more vulnerable, they're not going to see that many people in advance of that. And I totally get that. The other thing I will say is that it does seem um, based off, I mean, this is anecdotal, but I do think the vaccines are working quite well for people uh, as well. Because I've had, we've had a couple of those kind of, uh, I've heard a couple of people, um, my ex as well, who had a close contact kind of scare and she was in a car with somebody who had it. But no one's got it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm just thinking, mm-hmm. there's a lot of those examples where I'm hearing where like people have been around somebody who's who's got COVID suddenly who was vaccinated, and we're like, oh well, we're all going to get it now. A band mm-hmm. as well, I talked to who spent uh, time in a car together. They also were in that position, and nobody else got it. So I was like, okay, I think there's we have to be a bit more like trusting of. The, the vaccine as well because i know there's some people like booster shots blah blah, blah 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 but i think they do work i think they do work for a lot of people and i think that's yeah. worth thinking about. but, but I, the other thing is like i think it's going to be like this for a long long time <laughs> like for now is like you're doing antigen tests you if you like we we had no symptoms i had no symptoms last week uh, when i got the close contact but i really even though the government advice is still like you don't have to isolate unless you have symptoms so i was like i'm not going to go out and do my job and be around for three nights in different places in if if there's a chance I have it, you know, and give it to people and it's just I think that was a bit unfair. I think it's just a bit unrealistic um for people to um expect that uh and I think we all have to this is what the antigen testing is about um yeah, so just really I think it's like you know the the vibe now is like you kinda look at the week ahead and go. What do we got coming up? Antigen tests, like the government are telling us different things than what we're supposed to do. We're, you know, we're, we're, we hopefully are, obviously what I'd like is that the next two, three months we definitely aren't going to be closing gigs because, you know, I'm going back into full flight mode and I have to make hay while the sun shines and all that kind of stuff. But, mm. you know, we kind of have to take personal responsibility and how we operate and move around the world and that means antigen tests and PCR tests pretty regularly and then I'm happy to do that but I just think it's an interesting thing but yeah from your perspective as well you're like you're not sure where you're at and a lot of people I know mm. are like that as well because like we had a club night on, when, on Saturday Luma Club it was absolutely amazing it was great to have it and I it was like something I'd been looking forward to for 19 months. It was my it was my rock. It was like the thing I've looked forward to for so long. But it was interesting in, in advance. We had a lot of refunds and um, requests, but also a lot of interest in the, in the night. So we had, there was no problem getting, selling those tickets mm. back, putting those back on sale. So we sold 300 and there was quite a lot of no-shows. So I think the no-shows thing is something that's going to happen for a while. Uh, you know, people maybe not quite ready for all of that yet. And I think that's absolutely yeah. fine. So, you know, I think like you're in that position as well. We talked about maybe going to a gig next week and you're not ready. Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah, so.
1: like, so for example, I, I bought a ticket for the self-esteem gig. So I have that ticket. Um, I bought it kind of on a whim Um, and I've been a bit anxious about using it. So, you know, maybe maybe a few days before, I, I actually, I already have somebody who would be interested in taking it if I don't go, so that's fine. Um, It's actually, it's quite unlikely that I will go. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm so happy that everything, that things are open and that, um, there's club nights and people can dance and they can see live music and stuff. Um, but I think there, there are a lot of people like me who, um, maybe who kind of have had like anxiety disorders before the pandemic. Um, and the pandemic was actually, um, not maybe not as difficult, uh, to kind of retreat socially for, uh, for people like me than for maybe people like you who kind of get your um get your energy and 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 your drive from being around other people and and kind of being in crowds and buzzing off that. Um, I'd be quite the opposite of that. Like mm-hmm. I, I would have to kind of, um, psych myself up for a a, a, a good week maybe for to. to this is pre-pandemic uh to go to like a gig or a big social event or a club or anything like that um so I think you know that um that idea of re-entering uh very quickly isn't one that I'm um at the moment kind of ready to do and then I mean that's obviously not to mention the um the case numbers and things like that as well which which um even though I know that, that that vaccines are working and even people that do get covid are are recovering quickly Um, I'm still absolutely terrified of getting covid so um I think that's just that's just part of it as well so I think that there is there there is a bit of a divide you know with friendship groups like you know I've been invited to a few things and um it's an odd feeling saying no Mm. um because it can feel a bit like It can feel like you're being judgmental. Like I can, I could understand somebody being like, oh, you know, well, well, why not? You know, do you think I'm being unsafe? Do you think Mm. I'm being selfish by going out? And it's not that at all. Just to kind of like, you know, if anyone is thinking that if they have a friend who's doing that, it's, it's not that at all. It's that, you know, you know, the fear you wake up with after a big night out, like that, mixed with COVID 19, mixed with having social anxiety, like those three things together in a pot <laughs> is just a recipe for like an entire week of despair. So I think it's 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 all of those things that are kind of it's it's less actually about like being out on the night and more about like the worry afterwards. Mm. That's where I'm coming at it from. But having said that, I have been to um two restaurants And I've been to the cinema once and those were kind of like big steps for me. So, you know, I am coming out of my cage. (laughs) I am doing just fine. Um, But I'm just doing it that little bit more slowly than other people. Um, But, you know, I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. And I mean, maybe these booster dabs will kind of ease some of this anxiety. Um, I don't know. Um, But... I would really like to go to a gig. I really, really would. I just don't want to do it. I don't want my first gig back to feel horrible. That's what it is. Yeah. I want to just completely enjoy it and let go. And I just feel like at the moment, I'm not personally at a place where I would be able to let go and have a good time and not worry. Yeah, sure. So I'd rather just wait um, until I am at that place. And then my first gig back will feel like that big release kind of thing, do you know. um, uh, The United Ireland podcast, uh, last week's episode. What yeah, I mean?
3: that's right. Yeah. Last yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, there was a brilliant conversation on that um, between Una and I, I actually can't remember who she was interviewing. Um, yeah. It was a really good conversation um, on that podcast about kind of um, like not in a boring way, but like knowing your limits and not not just diving. At, like if you if you do take a drink, you know, maybe an awareness that your tolerance to alcohol might be a bit down. Mm. I mean, mine. Mine bloody isn't. <laughs> I've certainly taken a drink or two at home during during lockdown. But, you know, like your, your tolerance for al- alcohol might be down. If you're somebody who uh, takes substances, your tolerance of substances might be down. Even just your tolerance for being around other people might be a bit shaky. So I think just everybody needs to take it at their own pace. Try things out. And do you know that meme that the meme that changed my life? If it sucks, hit the bricks. Get out of there. Go home. Get, yeah. Get in a taxi. Get the fuck home. Uh, you can always leave. That's it. I do think um, yeah. There's a lot so. of
3: people who have that kind of expectation of of you know this has to be the best night ever, and that's the thing yeah. that sets people up it's for so to much fail. Pressure, well, know, that sets you like up to it. fail on like nights like News Eve and stuff like that. That's why people always mm. have a terrible night on New Year's Eve. So that's I think you just it. need to have a low key uh, experience yeah. in some way, and then just be like, it's fine. It's fine. Just when you're chill ready vibe for it. And,
1: yeah. and like as well like i i i do hope that um there won't be a whole lot of the like oh i'm i'm going home like ah oh, no stay out for one more it's yeah. like no i'm going home like if your friend says they're going home they're going home let them go um yeah. I was listening yeah. to
3: the uh, Tebby Rex album last week. The new uh, or new album that came out last week, and there's a uh, mm. there's a line in one of the songs like when that fella started talking about his CAO points in the smoking area. That's it. I'm, yeah, that's appalling, yeah. I'm calling it. It was like yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah, that. So, <laughs> um, so but yeah. Anything else? I do hope been... the
1: people that are that are going out um are having a good time and they're enjoying it. Um, I'm Sure, they are. And I can live through their Instagram stories. Uh, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, um, I, just, I don't think I've got any other business. Um, well, I've one film.
3: Okay, did you watch any any spooky films?
1: Yes. Um, so our Halloween night choice um, was the film *Censor*, which is a British psychological horror film. Came out this year. Um, directed by uh, Prano Bailey Bond or Prano Bailey Bond. I'm not quite sure how to how to pronounce uh, her first name. Um, and it follows a woman, Enid Baines, who works for the British Board of Film Classification uh, during the height of the uh, video nasty uh, controversy. And um, the premise is, you know, a, f- a film comes to her desk that she has to um, have a look at and see does it um, does it meet the Film standards, like, oh, is it too violent? Or you know, um, yeah. there's there's very there's very funny moments. Yeah, a couple of moments at, at the beginning of it where uh, it shows them kind of in in the office, and but you know, very very seriously saying like um yeah we can keep the beheading in but um the part with the entrails we're gonna have to take about four seconds off that you know and and it is if you've ever seen documentaries or heard people discuss what it's like to work in in the film class- classification board especially in in Britain to do with um rating films or approving them or banning them and um, it do, it comes down to that kind of level of minutiae uh, so that was that it was it was interesting to see that in the film but anyway so if a, a film comes to her desk that um uh, is uh, suspiciously similar to the circumstances surrounding her sisters di- disappearance when they were both children um and so she starts to kind of investigate that um all the while her mental health is kind of uh, deteriorating and it's it's a it's a really i mean the premise i think is brilliant it's really original mm. um but it's a really really good watch like parts of it are really quite out there visually it's it's really um it it looks great, but you know there's there's sequences in it that are way out there. Um, yeah, it and all, all the performances are fantastic in it as well. Lynn is in it, um, as in Alan Partridge's Lynn. Ah, yeah, uh, she's in it, just playing Lynn. <laughs> like <laughs> she, it's it's only a, it's a it's a very small part, but um, you know, whenever you see her in anything, you're like Lynn, Lynn,
2: it's Lynn. <laughs> yeah, yeah great. and
1: this this would have been set before. Alan Partridge started, so I like to think that she left this job to go and work for Alan. <laughs> but that's why
3: she's bad um, nerves.
2: <laughs> yeah, that,
1: yeah, this is why she is the way she is. Um, so yeah, that sensor—it's uh, on—it's on Mubi at the moment. If you have Mubi, I—I um, I highly recommend it. And it's not just for Halloween; like it's a—it's a. It's a it's you can kind of watch it
3: anytime cool great yeah, um about you? the only scary film i watched not even a scary film an old film an old uh spooker film was uh called cat people from 1942 um oh. on 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 halloween night it is a it's basically a an old uh horror film so it's not that scary but it is i think it's kind of cool it's it's different kind of creepy yeah It's a. it's about a woman um from where is she she's from serbia and she's living in in america and it's there's a lot of old fashioned um like relationship stuff like this guy meets her in in the park and she she's a uh, she's drawing pictures of the panther in the in the in uh i think it's in central park or somewhere like that and it's like there's mm. there's these panthers in the zoo and she uh, is drawing them and he's drawn to her and they have they struck up a relationship but there's some all is not what it seems basically. Oh. She is worried basically that Rarely the she, there, she might be a descendant of the the cat people who are uh, an old wives tale in Serbia who metaphor into panthers when aroused basically so um, so she doesn't want to kind of uh, consummate the, the the marriage or the relationship and it kind of goes from there so it's an old fashioned tale but uh, I really enjoyed it I really enjoyed it for, because a cl- of that your
1: classic tale yeah. of your I mean like if you
3: talk about like what I panther. wanted to watch was It Follows and that's kind of a similar vibe it's like you know a most yeah, most, most horror films are based off that idea aren't they like you know of
1: the kind of sexual repression yeah if desire, you consummate something Freudian. then yeah exactly yeah. so i think cat yeah. people is one of the first have ones. you ever seen it follows oh yeah yeah i want to watch You've it yeah yeah yeah
3: um i really want to watch that again um, it
1: stands up on it on its second watching we, yeah. we watched it maybe two weeks before halloween i might have been talking about it on the podcast and yeah it really really so good up. so like, good the score is brilliant oh, it's so good I really love it yeah And it's not too spooky to watch on your own. Oh, is it not?
3: Mm, Yeah, okay. That's a good one. That's a good one.
1: Um, Yeah. I watched Midnight Mass, did I tell you? you? We talked about about that that last week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I watched that. And then uh, I think I have two episodes left in The Haunting of Bly Manor, which I started watching immediately after. And I do quite like that. Should Um, we talk about Succession? Spoiler alert? Uh, I I haven't watched any of it. Okay, right. I'm saving it all. I'm all
3: the way caught up, so... Yeah, no, I'm saving
1: all of this season up until the last week and then I can get the Now TV one week trial (laughs) and I can binge watch it all. (laughs) Uh, That's my plan. Plus, I also, I like binge watching Succession. So, and you know what? It's mad. Like, I haven't seen a single spoiler.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've not not
1: muted the word or anything, but I suppose it's not really that kind of show. No, it's it's not. not Game of Thrones where it's like oh my god Roman's dead or yeah, you know yeah. like it's not really that sort of thing yeah. so you won't it, get that
3: kind of thing it's power yeah. play so someone
1: like, undermined someone Like, ooh,
3: yeah they're not it. the kind of stories you're gonna like uh, be ruined in a single spoiler in a tweet you no, know what I mean unless not, something big no. happens in this season which it may do but in, like, in the
1: season finale yeah but yeah. I'm, I'm I'm gonna catch up and then watch the season finale when that comes out so all I'll,
3: I'll say is mind. that I'm really enjoying season 3 so far because I did we did yeah. binge watch season 1 and 2 again um, my girlfriend hadn't seen it, so I wanted to watch it again as well, anyway. Mm. So it was really nice to be able to go straight into season three because season three starts just as uh, season two ends. So, um, yeah, I'm really we're
1: gonna it. start watching The Americans because uh, we saw it got like number three or number four in the BBC, um, best well, what was it, uh, best television series of this century, right? Something like that. Since big commitment
3: as well, though, isn't um, it? Th- to do that yeah
1: i didn't i uh well it was himself suggested and i was like oh yeah and then i really <laughs> went and didn't have a look it's like seven seasons and each of the seasons has like 20 something episodes i was like Ugh. yeah but you know i started watching season through
3: one through a number of years ago and i really enjoyed it but it was that kind of like yeah keeping up that pace i was like i'm just not gonna be able to keep this up yeah unless there was yeah. someone and else there who really wanted to watch it. watching
1: a series and like, it's just stopping inexplicably, like, two or three episodes from the end. Like, we still haven't, we're, like, two episodes away from finishing Better Call Saul. We never officially finish The Leftovers. Um, oh, yeah, I should do that. Oh, there's loads of them, like, it, like we're... It's like we get afraid of it ending yeah. and we're like, no, let's just <laughs> cut this off now and then we'll just, we'll have it there forever kind of thing. Very good. But anyway, look, this episode's a long one, Um, but yeah, that ho- was October. Everybody. We had a lot of
3: technical um, issues that you hopefully will not ha- have heard um
1: listener you wouldn't fucking believe what we've been through if you're hearing this listener then Niall has done a fantastic job as always <laughs> uh of correcting if anybody wants to edit the audio. show
3: in future you know like hit me up
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it, you know seriously like if anyone wants to edit the show come on <laughs> please hit us up
3: hit me up yeah um right well, listen, that's October that's great the
1: Nine podcast um Thanks everyone for listening.
3: Yeah, we'll be back uh next week and uh yeah. so thank you Thanks everybody. Niall. hope you liked what we heard there uh, @patreon.com for nine 99 to support us. And the gig guide is back as well. Um gigs are back, uh DJ sets are back. I have a recording of Lumo to go up on the Patreon as well. Uh there's loads of things coming your way as well and uh yeah,
1: yeah look. Um, andrea io. if you want to subscribe to my newsletter.
3: Boom let's hit those bricks right
1: hit the bricks (laughs) okay bye everyone Bye. bye